morning. You've tuned in to 88.5 KRFY. This is Panhandle Community Radio, and it's the morning show, the Thursday edition of the KRFY Morning Show. I'm Jack Peterson, and I'm here, as always, as usual, with <laughs> Jim Healy. As always? Almost as always. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, practically always. Yeah, not not literally always, but yes, we're, we're here together, and it's kind of in... In these uh, these days, in the last few years, it's actually kind of rare, I think, for you and I just to do a show together, just the two of us, without a guest. That yeah, used, used yeah. to happen more often, and I think... We, we are just guest-filled. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> and that's always a good thing. But yeah, today we're going to take a look at, after we do the weather and a little bit of chat... Um, as we have done in the past, uh, when we transition into a new year, we take a look at singer-songwriters who've passed the previous year. And this year we're going to, not this year, but uh, on today's show, we're going to take a look at Jimmy Buffett, uh, Gordon Lightfoot, Tina Turner, and David Crosby. We just picked four names that came right to mind, and there's been a, a a whole number of other artists, but we'll just focus in on this, these four. But yeah, the two of us, and I have to admit, Jack, that I'm sort of getting used to it being light out at this time. Uh huh. And just when I feel trust and confidence in the day, uh huh, the rug is pulled out underneath <laughs> me, and we spring ahead, and we're back into darkness. When? When is that? When does that soon? Soon. Let's see. Let's see. I, I can't tell if it's on. I'm going to look at this calendar yeah, here. Yeah, I Sometimes think it's, it's in on. March. I think it's in March. It yeah. should be. Uh, uh, try, try the the tenth. Yeah, March March tenth. It uh, looks like is the yeah. Like then then this, but it's beautiful out here now. It does. Yeah, it feels like spring. I actually, I had a little moment of panic when I woke up and it was actually already somewhat light outside. And I thought, oh, here. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It I must be Jim, 9 o'clock. Jim down at the station yeah. <laughs> by himself. But it uh, was. No, yeah. it's great. And then uh-huh. also you put some new light bulbs in here at the in the tiki room. Ah, uh, yes. And mm-hmm. a nice, soft, white wash. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Things are going good in this room here, Jack. Thank yes. you. Uh, yeah, it's nice. It's I think it is nice in here. Um, I will tell you how it is outside at this time. I have a forecast here from the National Weather Service. Uh, It is currently overcast and 37 degrees. It looks like our little thermometer outside says it's about 41 downtown. And I believe that. It felt very comfortable. Did you pedal in? I did. Okay. It felt felt just fine uh, down here at 40 degrees. Uh, There is a 20% chance of showers today. Uh, Patchy fog. The high today, 42. Um, Just a light, otherwise mostly cloudy, light South wind, 6 to 8 miles an hour. Th- 32 is the overnight low tonight, and tomorrow the high is 43. Partly sunny, and then a chance of rain, about a 10% chance of rain ooh, tomorrow. Ooh. Uh, 30% chance of rain on Friday night, tomorrow night, that is. Saturday, a 30% chance of rain or snow. I think they must just be teasing us <laughs> when they put that word in there. They're teasing the skiers. Yeah, exactly. It's just to make you feel good, because the high is 42 degrees on Saturday. <laughs> the low... On Friday night is 33, and on Saturday the low is 35. So if we get snow uh, in those conditions, it seems uh, 
It seems unlikely to me, but that's just that's but a layman's that's, that's opinion. Just, you used one of my favorite mm-hmm. weather phrases, uh, patchy fog. Yeah. You know, it sounds mm-hmm. like a folk group. And now patchy <laughs> fog a, performing their, uh, you know, I just. You that's know, what, a good one. What yeah. comes to your mind when you hear patchy fog? Uh, certainly, I would say spring and fall come to mind. Okay. Yes. I it, think of a kind quilt. Of a, yeah. A patchwork quilt. A patchwork mm-hmm. quilt, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think of kind of like taking a taking a walk in the in your not not a winter coat, but sort of a sort of an overcoat, you know, kind of at at dusk walk, yeah. walking through the uh the patchy fog. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mm-hmm. like that. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I have no weather for the Washington DC area. I don't know what my sister uh, has been up to, but we do have a listener. A mm-hmm. good friend in Troy, New York, and um, he's a good friend whom I've known for years. And he just uh, had an aging day yesterday. He turned seventy, and uh, belated happy birthday. And uh, that'll segue perfect into our first Jimmy Buffett song. But we'll talk about that yeah. in a second. Uh, but uh, he's tuning in to the marvels of technology. He can just go to krfy.org and hit the stream prompt. And this is our way of saying we are global. You can take us anywhere. Mm-hmm. We travel well. We fit comfortably into wherever you're listening. And uh, so I just want to say hello to Stanley in Troy, New York. And uh, he's tuning in this hour. That's great. Hello, Stanley. Hello, Troy. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, I I will say, just for the skiers out there, there is there is some hope. It looks like on Monday there's an eighty percent chance of snow and cooling temperatures early part of next week to the you know lows in the teens and highs around thirty degrees. So there might be some snow coming our way Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Patch, patchy snow. Patchy snow. Patchy yeah. snow. <clears throat> I'm sure that they're rock dodging on certain of the runs up there. So. Aye. Yeah. yeah. Um, when's the last time you were skiing, Jim? Have you been skiing? Uh, Jack. <laughs> ever? <laughs> yes. I was raised in northern Indiana yeah. where glacial moraines were the towering 300 feet. Mm-hmm. Now, there was Alpine Valley up in um, Michigan, lower Michigan, mm-hmm. but skiing was on my radar as much as reading Dostoevsky in the original Russian. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have them in a category for another life. Mm-hmm. So how about you up in northern Minnesota? Uh, the last time I skied was in Minnesota. And it was no about, way. yeah, the same same situation. There are there are hills there. There's uh, I think there's literally only one mountain in the state of Minnesota, and there's no ski hill on and it. Altitude? Yeah. Is, what's the uh, altitude of the mountain? Uh, of Eagle the, mountain? The mountain. The mountain. I will tell you in just a moment what okay. the altitude of Eagle Mountain is in Minnesota. Ooby dooby. Uh, it is the yeah the highest highest point in the state. Uh, let's see, Eagle Mountain is the highest natural point in Minnesota at 23, 2,301 feet. Nosebleed, uh, nosebleed. Exactly, yeah. 2,000, that's higher than I thought it would be. I thought something like 800 feet. Uh, well, it is, it is of prominence, it is 1,321 feet. Okay. So it's only, it's, that's only, you know, it's only 1,300 feet over the surrounding area. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's up. 
It's uh, it's about a two and a half hour hike to the summit. And you've done Mountain. it. I have done it. Ah, yeah. excellent, excellent. Um, yeah. Say anyway. Let's where, get. Where let's, were we? I where was, were we? Where were we? Distract- and, let's talk. Yeah. Let's make Jimmy Buffett talk. Perfect. Uh, he passed away on September one of 2023 and uh at a a relatively young age of 76 and uh do what's your experience of jimmy buffett been um first of all his his passing took took me much by surprise more probably more so than most of the other artists we're going to talk about i didn't he he was uh just one of those figures who kind of just lurking out there, going on tour all the time, you know, uh, didn't didn't realize how kind of important and present he was in my life until suddenly he's, he's, not, he's there. not there. Well, well, you stop and think in terms of, what you know, when we think of recording artists, singers, songwriters, we think of them not expanding into the universe like uh, most of them don't. I mean, Jimmy Buffett was islands and mm-hmm. sun and blue water and escapism and uh uh whereas you know if you think of other artists you don't get that big view yeah and uh uh i've been a fan of his since oh early 70s um my experience of him i think we we definitely had the greatest hits album uh in the family cd changer and the uh, all the all the tracks that are at least you know acceptable to children were uh <laughs> some of them aren't but uh absolutely but, yeah but uh but all the tracks that are acceptable to children were very popular in, in my house and he appeals to a younger audience too cheeseburger in paradise so oh, much uh, what a fun song how can how can yeah. you how can you not like it and yeah he's one of the few artists slash groups who has fo- who has a following and they're called parrot heads. Yep. You know, you have the Grateful Dead who had who probably are the uh pinnacle of having a following and people going mm-hmm. around but uh definitely um uh you know with the parrot heads and you know he had 30 studio albums and that's not counting all of the greatest hit compilations and all of the um live albums mm-hmm. uh but uh, uh you know if you i was just looking that there, there's called the big eight jimmy buffett's buffett's big eight songs uh margaritaville come monday fins volcano pirate looks at 40 cheeseburger and paradise why don't we get drunk and that's the one uh-huh. we weren't on play <laughs> uh changes in latitudes changes in attitudes and those are the ones that you knew you were going to hear at a Jimmy Buffett concert, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and he would. Uh, the interesting thing about Cheeseburger in Paradise, I could be wrong on this, but I think it originally appeared in a movie from the uh, early to mid 70s. I want to mm-hmm. say mid 70s, uh, Rancho Deluxe, filmed mm-hmm. in Livingston, Montana, mm-hmm. which and- I've never seen. But oh, I knew he did the soundtrack. You, you must. Like yeah. You, you mu- it is a sheer. Delight. Th- those mm-hmm. were the days when I think he had property in Paradise Valley yeah. heading into the park. Uh, but uh, should we play some Buffett music? Sure. Okay, we're going to play three songs, and the first one's going to be one that means special to me, and I'm going to send it out to Stanley and Troy. A Pirate Looks at 40. Uh, I can remember hearing that song and looking at 40 from the other side. Uh, mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at it 
from way on the other side. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's why, this was the song that I felt, I knew him previously, he he wrote a song, co-wrote a song with Jerry Jeff Walker called Railroad Lady that I loved. Yeah. And, uh, but this, this song just somehow uh, sealed the deal with me. And then we have a couple from his Havana Daydreaming uh, album. You selected mm-hmm. uh, the title cut. And the one that I just loved is There's Something So Feminine About a Mandolin. Yeah. And uh, I, we, we all pick, or all three of these songs come from his kind of earlier yes, albums. Yes. Which I, I think is what, or I mean, so as I mentioned, my experience of him was sort of, he was all, always there just to, but the fun songs, the child friendly songs are the ones that I think immediately spring to mind. And it was until later in life than I, when I started my record collection that I kind of discovered his earlier work, which I think is it reveals some pretty strong songwriting. Oh, yeah. He's got, I think his final album, mm-hmm. um, Equal Strain on All Parts, something like that. Mm-hmm. He's got a song called Bubbles Up that I just think mm-hmm. is a textbook uh, uh, on how to write a song and yeah. a, a keep a refrain going. Uh, my experience with Jimmy Buffett is in the late, 70s around the time when son of a son of a sailor album was released he Mm -hmm. was doing a concert in billings montana and the opening act amazing rhythm aces Mm -hmm. uh the lead singer uh came down with a cold or something so jimmy buffett came out and did an acoustic set oh great and then he came out with the uh coral reefer band and i go that is just yeah professionalism to the t he yeah cool guy what uh, what I like, especially about those early albums, is that it kind of revealed, like, he, he got famous and he got very wealthy, kind of oh, as this. billionaire. Yeah, as a uh, kind of the, the sing, singing about, you know, what a, what a good time we're going to have down in the fun in the sun. But his, especially his early albums and the track I picked from that Havana Daydreaming, they were, a lot of the songs had a little bit of a darker... Uh, note to that they were they took place in these tropical locations or whatever but the the characters in them were always they were always on the run from something you know i mean they were or they were they were they were recovering from a breakup or something like what what drives you to go down to margaritaville or to, the, what drives you to escape i mean yeah. a song like somewhere over china or mm-hmm. last mango in paradise or mm-hmm. one particular harbor you know someplace that's safe yeah secure you know he's uh i think there's great tensions in his music and uh i really like them but boy you listen to the rhythms and you just want to get sand between your toes and not too Mm -hmm. much sun Mm -hmm. uh but just simply enjoy yeah uh should we do it let's do it let's we're going to start with the pirate looks at 40 then havana daydreaming and then there's something so feminine about a mandolin with jimmy buffett with jack and jim Mother, Mother Ocean I've heard you call Wanted to sail upon your water Since I was three feet tall You've seen it all 
Jimmy Buffett, a uh, track off of Havana Daydreaming called Something So Feminine about a mandolin before that, the title track from the same album. From 1976, Havana's Day, Havana Daydreaming. And then we started off with A Pirate Looks at 40 off of A1A from 1974. Uh, all of those songs before his, really, his only big hit, uh, Margaritaville. Mm. That was, mm-hmm. I think that was the one that he, that really, uh, yeah, that that really broke it broke big for him, broke. Um, and then yeah. he started developing the following. And we were uh-huh. talking while his music was playing here in the studio about other artists who create with geography. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned John Denver with Colorado and Rocky Mountain High, and there was a period there where John Denver was identified with Colorado. Yeah, uh, I had mentioned there there's sort of actually that whole California the quote unquote mellow mafia, but Jackson Brown and Warren Zivon and uh the Eagles and oh. they're kind of a lot of California seventies tales uh there that are that are geographically fixed. Mm-hmm. And uh Waylon and Willie down in Texas and Jerry Jeff and Guy uh-huh. Clark uh with but nobody has appealed as broadly. Yeah. As uh, the escapism, the uh, warm feelings, the but you know, and I, and, and I agree with you. There, there is a uh, you know, like at the end of a pirate looks at forty. Where do we leave them? Just heading back to the bar and drinking. Exactly. Yeah. All the all the characters. I mean, it, it, I I think going to a Buffett concert would have been a lot of fun and a celebration. But if you listen to the music and especially those early at records, I think all all the characters are they're they're running from something things didn't work out exactly the way they wanted to and they they're kind of washed up on a beach somewhere Mm -hmm. uh taking somewhere down on the in the florida keys yeah uh but what what brought me here um well the beach boys by the way oh the beach boys that's right ah Uh if we thought more uh uh, you know there's probably more yeah there you Uh go Uh, let's go Mm -hmm. north of the what 48th parallel here's another g yeah uh uh a fellow who kind of created uh, a geography of, of Canada, actually. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot passed, passed away, away this year. The 1st of May um, in 2023. Gordon Lightfoot, I'll tell you, my experience of Gordon Lightfoot was, I think, first, probably just the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Ah, didn't great song. Knew, knew that song and loved it. I don't think I knew any other Gordon Lightfoot song until, I don't know, probably I was in my 20s or something, and then... Uh, and then digging through the the parental record collection, I found Gord's Gold. Ah, uh, and, that can lead you elsewhere. Yes, and that that did lead me elsewhere. Uh, that was, um, but that yeah, that was great. And I thought, who who is this guy? I can't believe I you know he's almost. I think he was almost more of a like a a trivia answer to some <laughs> extent in like who who wrote the longest number one hit of the seventies or something like that. Cause mm-hmm. that's a, cause that's a very long song, but um, yeah, the Gordon Lightfoot was somebody who I kind of came to later and loved, love all his music. Um, go I, ahead. Ca- I came yeah. to him early yeah, uh, and not to him directly, but the folk movement of the, of the early sixties where everybody was doing everybody else's song. Uh, I think I came to Early Morning Rain via Ian and Sylvia, Judy Collins, um, Peter, Paul, and Mary. 
all doing versions. And Peter, Paul, and Mary also did a version of For Loving Me mm-hmm. and a Gordon Lightfoot song that's rather misogynistic, but, you know, mm-hmm. that's part of the... A part of the fabric of mm-hmm. uh, the songs he wrote in his early years, but uh, you know, and then you uh, you look at uh, his incredible run in the '70s with Old Dan's Records and uh, Don Quixote and Summer Side of Life, and uh, boy, you know, the guy was productive. Yeah. And uh, should we play a couple? We should. Um, what I, I was going to say as a songwriter. I think for for one thing, I think Bob Dylan has a famous quote that all he ever wanted to to do was write a song as well as Gordon Lightfoot, or words to that effect, something yeah, like that. He really I, he really admired him. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, on mm-hmm. Dylan's self portrait from mm-hmm. early '70s, he does a version of Early Morning Rain. Yeah, uh, uh, I, you know, which if you look at that song, mm-hmm. it is so tight. Yeah, in terms of how it's written and the images. Uh, are just uh he's I, I mean his output is so diverse and we're not really going to play any of his the the really long uh songs that he wrote <laughs> because we just don't have time the the, the but, canadian trilogy train yeah, trilogy but mm-hmm. I, well that's i don't know any other uh artists who would take on he he would take on topics and tell narrative stories he said i'm i'm gonna write a song that tells the whole story of the railroad industry in canada mm-hmm. you know uh, i'm gonna write a song about the a great shipwreck on the great lakes and tell the details of it and that's gonna be a big hit in the 1970s i'm gonna write yeah i mean he he writes uh he he writes songs like chronicling uh, the journey of a platoon in vietnam at some point i mean mm-hmm. he 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 wrote it was not all just, uh, you know, love songs and, um, and and tales of interpersonal relationships. He would he he covered a lot of subject matter uh, that a lot of artists never never really even think of covering. I don't think. But we're going to mm-hmm. play a couple of personal relationship ones that yeah. I think are beautiful. Uh, we're going to uh, do uh, "Beautiful" from his Don Quixote uh, nineteen seventy two album, and mm-hmm. then. Uh, if you could read my mind from Sit Down Young Stranger album from 1970, Gordon Lightfoot, uh, his voice is missed. Yeah. I just don't know How you could Be anything But beautiful Think that I Made for you And you were made for me A couple songs by Oh, I'm sorry Oh my gosh, we <laughs> went right into I, Tina Yeah, well, spoiled the uh, Spoiled the next one well, okay. no, we didn't spoil it. It's yeah. just merely a matter of um, goodbye, Gordon, and mm-hmm. hello, Tina, who passed away on May 24th of last year. And I was going to say that sort of took away the uh, my question of next we're going to feature Anna Mae Bullock. Mm-hmm. And you'd go, who? who? <laughs> and that Tina Turner. And um, uh, we've got a couple songs queued up. We've been talking a lot, and we're not been playing the music. And 
You chose. Do you want to introduce the song you chose? I chose "What's Love Got to Do with It," uh, which to you know I should have I should have looked it up, but to me that's her like her her comeback hit sort of. Uh, it's it's a very it's an iconic '80s tune, but she brings her the whole Tina Turner thing with her from the when did you say she started 1956 well she was was born in 39 Mm. and in Mm. 1956 she joins ike turner yeah uh and becomes part of the ike turner review uh you know and you stop and think 17 18 years old and uh to be just shoved right out there in the spotlight and uh uh, and she carved out an incredible career, you know, uh, River Deep, Mountain High, and Nutbush City Limits, and uh, Proud Mary, mm-hmm. uh, just, uh, you know, electric. And then that relationship fizzle and burns for all sorts of the right reasons, mm-hmm. and she is recreated in the 80s, and that's where, uh, with Private Dancer, that album. Yeah, she didn't, uh, that's from the album, yes, Private Dancer. She did not write the track, uh, but it is like it, it to, to hit the way that it did, or it, it seems like it requires a, a woman who has been around for a while. You know, it needs mm-hmm. it, it's sort of it's it is uh, putting away all the naivete. It's uh, what's love got to do with it? It is not a silly love song. It's, no. <laughs> love's got nothing to do with it. The yeah. other singer who mm-hmm. comes to mind for me when you mentioned you know, mm-hmm. someone who has a track record, uh, Marianne Faithful. Mm-hmm. You know, within mm-hmm. the 60s, she's the, she and Mick Jagger are the beautiful love couple and then, whoa, and to listen to her in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s and the wow. But mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've picked you know, I cannot think of a better in-concert album from the 80s than uh, Tina Turner, Tina, Live in Europe. The energy it makes me just want to be there. And the cut I selected uh, is she does a duet with Robert Cray, 6345789. That's a Wilson Pickett song that plays off of a Marvelette song from 1962, Beechwood four five seven eight nine and uh it's great fun okay let's do tina turner we miss you dear Just cuts right off, doesn't it? It cuts In, off the, uh, the the audience. Yeah, into the next track. Hey, before we talk about that, Rob Talbot from the Panada Theater, Maddox Farms Productions, and elsewhere is coming in uh, in just a few minutes and will be perhaps joined by DJ Coral. We'll see if uh, DJ Coral makes it down or not, but talking about what's coming up this weekend and stuff like that. So stick around at 9 o'clock.
Well, real briefly, I will say tomorrow night at the Panada Theater, Friday night at 7 o'clock, the uh, Best Picture Oscar nominee, The Holdovers. And uh, Paul Giamatti uh, is nominated for Best Actor and... Uh, Divine Joy Randolph, I think, is Best Supporting Actress. They both won Golden Globes for their performances. And then Sunday is a free movie of Cool Running, the Jamaica bobsled. Ah, so cool. go go mm-hmm. go to appanada.org and get information. And the last artist we're going to look at, uh, David Crosby, uh, passed away in January 18th of 2023. And, of course, legendary um, and there is debris all along uh, his uh, relationships with different groups, the Birds, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, uh, and on and on. But he did produce a ton of good music, mm-hmm. and, and he had a very good, interesting, let me put it this way, solo career Yeah, in this the is, aughts. You picked a solo track uh, from 1990, it looks like. Is that right? The mu- music is love. No, no, that's oh. from his. Uh, if only you could remember my name. His yeah. his 1971 album. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the album when he's. Mm-hmm. I don't know where in the chronology of Crosby, Stills and Nash, but you know he's got Jerry mm-hmm. Garcia on it, members of the Jefferson Airplane on it. He's got everybody playing on it, and uh, it's very ethereal. Okay. Uh, and it's sound, and I think music is love is a good example of what what kind of music he brought to the birds. He mm-hmm. co-founded the birds, and he was one of the founding members of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And then, of course, he and Graham Nash had, a, into the mid to late 70s, into the early 80s, a career together. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he crashed and burned with... Uh, a stint in Texas jail, uh, and uh, just, and then started making enemies, (laughs) (laughs) you know, as he Uh was wont to do. But uh, this is a song called Music is Love, and it gives you a good idea of what, what kind of music he brings to the different groups that he's with. Okay. Music is love from David Crosby's If Only I Could Remember My Name from January of 71. And that's an album that, uh, you know, it's right after Deja Vu, that classic album by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And he's got, you know, Jerry Garcia, Graham Nash, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Gracie Slick, all these different people on the album. And, uh, yes, passed away a year ago, January 18th, uh, 2023. Uh, okay. Well, we're we're just about out of time, as I mentioned. In about a minute, we'll play Bird Note, and then we should have a visit from uh, our old friend Rob Talbot dropping by. Talk about what's uh, what he knows is going on this weekend. It is the Winter Carnival going on right now. And I do want to mention tonight at 9 o'clock, the KRFY Folk Show with Jim Healy. And I am going to be featuring a CD of a concert back in 1962 at the Unicorn Club in Boston, Massachusetts with Tom Rush. 
And you found it. It was released in Poland. I, 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 I'm sure. Or I, shipped from Poland. This, this yeah. is a concert before yeah. he ever had a contract or released an album with uh-huh. a recording company. And I'm sure there's an interesting story behind it. But a lot of music that has been prior to 50 years ago mm-hmm. is now becoming in public domain. And this CD, it says Made in Poland. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure there's an interesting story behind that. I don't know what it is. Hmm. Uh, the Winter Carnival is going on right now. Uh, this Sunday, I believe KRFY will be among the uh, attendees at the famous K9 Keg Pole right down Cedar Street in front of Eichhardt's, uh, Eichhardt's Pub. What fun. Yeah. That's uh, always a fun event. What time is that? that is, I, think they, I think they start doing the Keg Pole at... It, Let's see. Registration begins at ten fifteen a.m. Races okay. at eleven. Okay. Um, if for Saint Bernard, it's a full size keg. For a Chihuahua, it's a beer can. You can <laughs> register your a twelve or sixteen ouncer. Uh, ooh, ooh, does, ooh, does not ooh, specify. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> yes, it is the grand finale of the Sandpoint Winter Carnival. What fun! And that if you've never attended that event, bring your kids. Yeah, you'll laugh. It's the uh, fundraiser for the Better Together Animal Alliance as perfect, well. Perfect, perfect. Jack, it's always been good to be here on Thursday mornings with you. Likewise, Jim. Uh, and we will go over to Bird Note, and uh, I think I'd move those. Did I do it correctly? Yeah, we, we'll probably hit Gordon Lightfoot and Tina Turner again in the next hour as well. Okay, uh, thanks for listening to The Morning Show here on 88.5 KRFY. Well, that'll wake you up if you weren't already. That is uh, DJ Coral with this track is called what? All systems go for Mars, I think, something like that. Just a sample. You're listening to 88.5 KRFY. This is Panhandle Community Radio. I'm Jack Peterson here with Rob Talbot. Uh, good morning, Jack. How's well, it going? Good morning, Rob. You are, uh, I think you, were you here last week? You were a guest on the Wednesday show? Yeah, so, I believe yeah. it was. Yeah, it was okay. last week. Well, but you wear yeah. many hats. It's been, it's been too long, though. Yeah. I missed you. I know, yeah, I missed you too. I, I like. Uh, well, that was that was with Chris. So. Exactly, that was a different kind of a show. Um, we are the the music that I was playing in the background there, DJ Coral. Um, you are here uh, to talk a little bit about an upcoming event where DJ Coral will be performing. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. got a. Over at the Hartwood, we've got a wide range of events that occur there, um, and uh, Maddox Farm Productions uh, brings in music on a fairly regular basis. We just had a uh, great 
great band out of California called Boot Juice played there last this past Friday, and then uh, but this Saturday we have a world traveling world world known DJ um, that is actually based right right out of our area uh, goes by Coral or DJ Coral, um, and she will be um, featured at a kind of a dance party DJ night at the Heartwood on Saturday. Cool with another with another local uh, Miss Blue. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. Do you, uh, uh, do, do you do DJ type dance parties at the Harwood pretty often? Or is this kind of a new thing for the, for the space? Um, we did, we did one last year, mm-hmm. um, and, and it was well received. You know, we, mm-hmm. we have a pretty good light show that occurs on, you know, we've got lighting rig and it's a lot of, a lot of thump in that room with the, uh, the speakers that we have and, uh-huh. Feels good. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, the sound system in the Heartwood, I can attest, is pretty, uh, pretty good. So, uh, a dance party featuring DJ Coral. Um, it looks like that you've got a little uh, blurb on the website here. In 1998, Coral bought her first set of turntables before she even knew she wanted to spin. All she knew was that she loved music and loved to dance. Then she was introduced to the irresistible sounds of Psytrance. She was instantly hooked. And everything just fell into place. DJ Coral. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, and what so, else can you tell? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, she, well, first of all, she's, like I said, she travels all over North America, uh, South America too, I think. Uh, I've heard heard some shows that she's done in South America. I know Europe. Uh, her, her next big festival is down in um, Texas. Uh, it's called the... Um, Texas Eclipse Festival, about 30,000 30, people will be there. Uh, she'll be playing on one of the five stages at that venue. Um, so she plays some pretty big festivals uh, mm-hmm. all across the world. Uh, the next gig after that's in, in Vancouver. So she bounces around and is, is, has a lot, of, a lot of demand. So it's really awesome that she lives here and is willing to, to play, um, play events around, around Sandpoint. Yeah. Um, I love that we get we get lucky that way sometimes. People either want to visit here or you know what they come here for some other reason and and bands or musical acts or artists of any kind that might not stop in a town of about ten thousand people will end up playing here. Yeah. yeah, well, we have a lot that that will play here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Sandpoint. There's a lot of people that go out and listen to music, um, mm-hmm. and we we're very supportive in that way. Sandpoint's not financially the the spot a lot of times that can that can support some of the music that we mm-hmm. are lucky enough to get, um, and it comes here because the people are good. They they like playing for the people and the the environment's nice. Yeah. And then I think a lot of people would be surprised at how many um, very talented professional musicians um, live in the surrounding community. Sandpoint in the surrounding communities uh, and do so under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't have to name them right now because they that, want to stay yeah, under yeah, the radar. That's, that's but yeah, leave, I was going to leave them under the radar. Yeah, they're they're around here. Uh, no, I I know you were. I was <laughs> I was the one who was tempted to start going down names, and I thought better of it. Uh. Well, this is cool. Uh. So this will be at the Hartwood Center. Remind me again. Yeah. So uh, time doors. And day, yeah. It's this Saturday. Doors mm-hmm. open at seven. Icarts Bar will be. Will be open as well, mm-hmm. um, and music with Miss Blue gets going at um, at eight, and 
and it's going to kind of ramp up. Uh, that music that you just heard is called Psytrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's referred to as a Psytrance style of uh, DJ. And um, it's about 100 to 30. Some some Psytrance starts out at 130 and up, but mm-hmm. chorals tends to be around 140, 145 beats a minute, mm-hmm. which is pretty up-tempo. Yeah. Um, she's going to start her set out with some, some more house and um, uh, kind of techno style. Yeah, uh, to kind of warm it up, and Miss Blue is going to be somewhere uh, in that in that range too. House techno with you know that speed, which yeah. is which is a little slower, but uh, still dancing. It's going to be a it's going to be a busy night. So hydrate properly before you get there, and then okay. hydrate while you're there. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, like I said, it'll be a fun night. Huh? Uh, okay. Well, what what else you got coming up? Anything else uh, cooking that you want to mention? Yeah, well, we've got we've got some great shows uh, lined up at the Heartwood. We've got um, we're taking taking uh, March off. We've got a lot of lot of events booked at the Heartwood in March, mm-hmm. um, so we're gonna let those flow. Um, everything from from uh, parties, you know. I think there's a there's a birthday party. There's a, uh, a couple. There's a school play. There's a um, a school. One of the schools, uh, the boarding schools, is, mm. is has their parent program there, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So we're doing all that. And then in April, we've got um, Object Heavy coming back, which mm. is a real fun kind of soul rock band, a little bit of funk in there too, mm-hmm. um, on the 10th of April. And then on the 11th, Baja Boogie Band and um, Peter Rivera are returning, which is unbelievable. We sold that out last year. Yeah. Um, and you know Peter Rivera of Rare Earth, uh, David Rate, Bonnie Rate's brother. Yeah, it's a pretty star-studded event, um, so to speak, at the at the at the Heartwood. He and David Rate has been he's been coming through Sandpoint periodically for many years. I think he he seems to have some fondness for the area too. He does. Well, yeah. the secret there is he's got some band members that live here. Yeah, and these are you know world touring touring mm-hmm. musicians. Uh, so it's pretty cool to, uh, you know, again, have them living in our region in our mm-hmm. area and wanting to play here. Um, the, okay. So that's, that's coming up in April, the two back to back days, 10th and 11th, is 10th right? and 11th. Yeah. Then yeah. we have Scott Pemberton. Uh, this is today's the announcement for Scott Pemberton coming back on, uh, April 20th. Okay. We so. are officially announcing that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great. Well, yeah. And yeah. we've got, you know, we're, we're right now. Uh, I'm in the interview process of of hiring someone to uh, kind of take over running the Heartwood, mm-hmm. um, kind of help me out with that, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going really well. Um, there is a little bit of time if somebody wants to reach out to me and and mm-hmm. put their hat hat in the ring, but we got to do that quick because I think we're we're settling in. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, working on working on bringing some more people in to run that so I can uh, really really focus in on the Panada, which are yeah, but actually, just lessen my time at the Heartwood because right yeah. now I'm, I'm 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 in overtime for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are you sleeping at all? Uh, not much. No, yeah. no. There's there's a put the kid to bed, kids to bed, and, and work for a few more hours scenario uh, um, most that. nights. Yeah, but well, I love what I do, so it's, yeah. it's nice. Um, you know, this weekend's a really really great example. Um, you know, we've got some great events at the Panada. You know, we've got. Uh, we've got, we got a movie on Friday night. The gym just spoke of, um, yeah. Past lives. Past lives. Uh, no, past lives oh, was I'm sorry. last weekend. Yeah. Um, 
the holdovers. The holdovers is yeah. this weekend. Uh, so we got the holdovers on Friday at seven. Then we got um, Ting is doing customer appreciation on Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, they're they're showing a movie to their customers. So Ting customers, if you've gotten that invitation, you need to reach back out to Ting and let them know you're coming. We'd love to have you. Okay. Um, so that's happening on Saturday, and then on Sunday we've got uh, free uh, showing of Cool Runnings, which is right. At, that's starts at two thirty, which is just shortly after, just enough time to be finished with the uh, with the keg pull. Yeah. Go have yourself a beer. Get yourself a snack. Uh huh. Is food somewhere and uh, and walk over and hang out with us, bring the family and and watch uh, Cool Runnings. Yeah. So to be able to be a part of that, as well as DJ Coral um, and Miss Blue at the Heartwood, uh, it's just it's really fun for me to to be a part of all these things and see all these things happening. So, like I said, it's a lot of work, but it's a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool Runnings what, came out in 1993. Ouch. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Had to remind me is that oh I thought, so it feels like it was well, not long ago the story of the Jamaican bobsled team uh, and with the, uh, John Candy as John Candy as their coach um, and I think well reviewed I don't know if it was a big hit in it but it has kind of persevered as uh, I don't know if you'd call it a, a cult classic but a a classic of some kind a sports classic. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how you'd classify that. Definitely, definitely yeah. classic. Yeah, some some form or fashion. It and was, I don't remember if it was. I feel like I watched it when it came out. I saw it I on videotape on VHS, as we call it now, and as we used to call it, just a, <laughs> a video when before there were all all the other kind of ways of uh, of seeing it. But um, yeah, I saw it at the time. I was much younger then and liked it a lot. <laughs> uh, but. It, but did not did not go and see it in the theater, and I don't know. It was, yeah, it was a, it, it was kind of a middling box office hit, but it was, uh, but has lived on uh, in it in home on home video. Um, okay, that'll well, be a fun yeah. one to see on the big screen with uh, with a bunch of your or with some of your your community members and close friends. Then yeah, that'll be very cool. Uh, and nice, nice timing on that too, right after the keg pull. Mm-hmm. I can. I can see well, turning Anovia, that into a day. Anovia mm-hmm. is uh, Anovia Foundation is the one putting that on, and mm-hmm. um, that's really really nice of them. They they support a lot of the nonprofits in the community and mm-hmm. do a lot to bring community together. So it's it's fun, and I appreciate them putting that on and making that happen uh, for free for the community. Well, all right, uh, we already did bird notes, so I think we're just going into um, we're going into music. I think. Well, let me. Well. Yeah, go ahead. Before 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 I let you let me go. Yeah. I'll just reiterate we're having a good time this weekend at the Heartwood um DJ dance party. Doors open at 7, show is at 8. Um music starts at 8 and we'll we'll probably be going till 11, 11:30 with mm-hmm. uh some pretty up up tempo uh fun da- DJ music and um you know if you also if you're looking to to uh rent a space for a party, for a wedding, for uh for your business Mm-hmm. Um, for your nonprofit fundraiser, reach out to us at the pan, at the uh, at the Heartwood info at Heartwood dot com, Heartwood info at Heartwood How late are you as a venue? Just curious. How late are you allowed to stay open as the Heartwood? I mean, are you? Could you have a show? You know, if they're if they're having a good time, can they can they run till two in the morning? Or are you limited because of your 
your zoning restrictions that's or something? A, that's a great question. Uh-huh. Um, we are limited by the sound that goes on outside the space. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and it is a very well insulated space. And, and mm-hmm. once we get past 10 o'clock, which is the sound ordinance yeah. on a weekend, I, I, I walk the property, especially, you know, I'm checking yeah. the decibel levels inside and I'm walking the property. Yeah. Um, and all the neighbors have my number. So, okay. So just a, <laughs> it's a, a courtesy to the neighbors thing. You're not yeah. legally prohibited from having people in the building after midnight or something like that. No, nope. that's good. No. Nope. All right. Yeah, just curious. Just yeah. curious. Uh, the Hartwood Center, always a good neighbor, uh, in Central Sandpoint. Okay, well, great, uh, great having you up here, Rob. Saturday night at the Hartwood sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for thanks for dropping by. We'll uh, say hello to you anytime. I'm going to continue now with our music. Otto's eclectic mix uh, with a little early '90s Bonnie Raitt off of Luck of the Draw. We'll play No Business. Uh, Thanks for tuning in here to Panhandle Community Radio.